I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I haven't heard your voice in a while. Yeah, we were off last week because you didn't have a voice, and I was really hungover. I know. It's like... It's nice hearing your voice, but it's also nice to know that, like, my voice, like, I can hear it again. Because, you know, when you're sick, like, sometimes when I get, like, really sick and I can lose my voice, I start to, like, kind of forget, like, what my voice sounds like. And then, like, I get into this thought, like, what if my voice is never going to sound the same again? But <laughs> What if I'm just going to be sick forever? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I-, I think, like, crazy thoughts like that sometimes. That's why I can't, like, ponder for too long. But and now I'm, like, talking with my hands. So, this is going to be a fun one today. Uh, so, what have you been up to the past two weeks? Well, let's see. There was the meetup that we had in New York with Johnny Grasso and Raj and then, like, people from the area. And it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's why there was no episode last week because <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> So we went to this place in Brooklyn, this like Mexican restaurant slash bar that also has a mechanical bull. But um, they, not a lot of places, at least around here, do this, but even on Saturdays, they do happy hour. And they do happy hour from like four to seven. And their specialty is like frozen margaritas and frozen mojitos. And during happy hour, they're only $5. Oh my god, I would die. Like those And you know, yeah, normally those sort of cuz they're in like those big slushy machines. So oh my god. You know, so they don't so they don't have to, you know, make them individually each time. But normally drinks like that are pretty like watered down and weak. Not at this place. Holy shit. They're but it also means you're drinking really sugary stuff, which at least for me makes my hangover so much worse oh yeah i'm i am the same way like i stopped drinking like regular sodas like two years ago and i only drink like diet sodas and so like now whenever i drink like really like sugary shit like i had i i went to a party a couple weeks ago or I think it was like a month or two ago. And I had like the Angry Orchards, but it was like rosé flavored. So it was just like heavily sugared. Plus I was like drinking other stuff too. I died. Like I woke up that next morning and I was like dead. Yeah. It also just makes it like they're so easy to drink. 
like I started out, let's see, I started out with a frozen, um, I think it's frozen margarita and it was, it was tasty, but Johnny had gotten a frozen mojito and I tasted his and I'm like, okay, well that's what I'm fucking getting next time. They also had frozen sangria. And when I ordered that from the guy, he's like, okay, I'm going to give you this other thing, which was partial, like it was like half frozen sangria and half frozen mojito, like in Mm -hmm. layers. And they also like stick in like a big like hunk of sugar cane as their garnish. Shit. Yeah, and we because we started it well, we ended up starting like four thirty, and I don't. I think the only food we had while we were at the bar until like maybe like eleven thirty or so was some tortilla chips and salsa. Wait, but you didn't eat, but you're at a Mexican place. It means you get Mexican well, yeah, food. We okay. Were the, like, we were at the bar and we every, you know, it was just like people were coming in at different times. And I think at that point, everything was really like, you know, it just sort of people forgot about it. Cause again, like people you're drinking. People forgot about food? That's well, so sad. Yeah, well, we're at the bar. We're not sitting down in the restaurant part. And we're all drinking really sugary, like candy drinks. God, I think that's when I want the most like food is like when. It's like just surrounded by like you're drunk and then you're with people you like and we're just like let's eat let's eat food. Well, afterwards there was there's a, <laughs> a Shake Shack like a block away. Fuck. So a couple of us went there afterwards. And like I love Shake Shack no matter what. It's one of my favorite of the like nicer fast food places. But when you're drunk, oh, it's so good. It's like In and Out here. Well, you have you had In and Out before? No, because it's not out here at all. Oh, because you've been to LA before, right? Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't like really close to one, and we didn't have a car. So, mm. so when you're down here for something, and when you go on Autotopia before that, there's In and Out like right by Disneyland. So we're gonna go to that In and Out, and I've been there. I went there on Monday. It was really good. So, yeah, that's what we'll do before we go to Autotopia. Or we can wait to eat the In-N-Out while we're on Autotopia so that you have, like, a two-in-one experience. Oh, so I can eat cold In-N-Out on a shitty ride I don't want to go on. That sounds great. (laughs) You know me, just thinking the best for Emily Porkland. Yeah, so Sunday I was... I have this thing, like, when I'm hungover, like, I... I can't sleep. Oh, shit. So when I'm really hungover, I wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. And now it's like I get a little bit of a headache, but mostly my hangover is nausea, which means I don't want to eat anything. So any of the, oh, have a big, like, greasy breakfast. I'm like, no, because the thought of moving makes me want to die. And so I just like yeah. sort of was in and out of sleep and watching Netflix until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Jesus. So I missed I missed two podcasts that I was supposed to record that day. <laughs> it's nice to have like a break though. Yeah, luckily the other podcast was with Nick McConnell, who um also like knows everybody. So he's like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Cause he was looking at the pictures, he's like, Yeah, you guys had fun. <laughs> I know. I was I was showing Carlos like all the pictures. I was like, look, they're having so much fun. Yeah, it's just great to see everybody and um especially Araj and Lorena since they live on the other side of the country. It's good to see them again. 
And oh, yeah. It's, Arash, it's always great to see them. Araj will be back out here in a couple weeks for New York Comic Con. Yeah, Araj and Les and not Boo because why aren't you going to Comic Con? Sorry, he's like here right now. <laughs> he's like shrugging like, I don't know. What if I showed up at Comic Con? Just, that'd be funny. But anyways, um, we we have news this week, kind of. I mean, like, there's, like, one big news thing that I feel like Emily will mostly... Co- I mean, like, I, I don't have many... Well, not that I don't have many thoughts about it. But we'll, we'll get there. But um, we got more info on Star Wars Resistance characters. And not only that, but Star Wars Resistance actor, motherfucking Steve Stanton. Yes! I was getting worried there for a second because I'm like, okay, Steven Stanton, like, wh- what are you doing? Like... I mean, but, I expected that he would turn up at some point, but I I was like, oh, I would like him to be like one of the main people, and it looks like he's one of the main people. I know. So, Griff Halloran. Griff Halloran. So he is. He, yeah, he's an ex Imperial Tie Fighter pilot, which is cool. Dude, go fucking Stanton. Like, that must have been a fun call to get. Hey, like, pretend I'm Dave Filoni. Hey, uh, you're going to be in Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> By the way, your your Filoni is exactly the same as your Lucas. No, George Lucas is a little more like us. Like, uh, just put it <laughs> a like A little bit butter. more of a Muppet? Yeah, <laughs> just chop it like butter. Yeah, these are the new Stormtroopers. <laughs> you're welcome, King Tom. Oh, happy late birthday. And happy birthday to Colleen. There's a bunch of birthdays lately. But yeah. And then. So okay. Most importantly. So in the very beginning. We're introduced to. Tora Doza. And she's this like. Cute fun kiddish. Kind of kind of chick. She's like really young and shit. But okay. So like most important. Did you watch this like the. Meet the aces. Yes I did. So. She's like laying down on this couch. And then there's this, like, giant fluffy cat thing. And it's like a cat okay, raccoon. As soon as, I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, Brittany's going to be really happy. <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> I want it. Like, it's pretty great. It, it is. I Someone, like, quote tweeted it. I think it was, like, Abby Gleason or something. But, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's the new Porg. Okay, I feel bad saying that now. You, you know, it's it's funny because what it looks like is, you know, the um, the Squishables brand that makes like the giant rounded stuffed animals. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like a Squishable. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, but yeah, oh, it was so cute. I don't know what it is, and I'm mad that I don't know. I'm I need to know. And then there's, like, one of the characters, I forget, but they have, like, this little, like, frog thing. Oh, I totally missed the frog thing. That was, like, in, like, the first videos. It's, like, the guy, it it has, like, a little helmet or something. I don't know. I think it's in, like, the... I don't know. But, oh, yeah, okay, so it's the... So, it's, like, the green guy, and he's holding this, like, frog thing. It looks like a frog. Okay. 
I don't know what it is though, but I, that's it's pretty cute too. Yeah, I remember like we get like fro like uh, during summer sometimes um, we get lots of creatures that end up in the house. Like we get like crickets that end up in here. One time, this like giant toad like showed up in our house and i remember it scared like the living shit out of rusty like i remember it was like two o'clock in the morning and came in my room and he's like Brittany, there's a frog in the house and it was just it was in his room just chilling and rusty's like get it out and it just it was just cu- this cute giant little toad thing and like I, sh- I put it in his face and he was really scared but i don't i don't know how people can be afraid of toads well i wouldn't want one in my room and if it was in the like I just sort of like stumbled upon it at two o'clock in the morning. I would not be delighted. Yeah. I mean, like I used to have like turtles, but like they were kind of boring. I feel like a frog would be a little more like entertaining. I don't know. But um, so more characters introduced. Hype Faison, who was like created... Uh, yeah, voiced and created for Donald Faison. And it was like kind of like Filoni shaped the character around him, which I think that's cool. And he's a car- Yeah, it's nice when that works out. Yeah. Like when they have like somebody super in mind mm-hmm. and then they, that person can actually do the show. Yeah. And then he's a Rodian too. So we get more like aliens in star wars he's cocky heart in the right place and then we have freya fenris and i think that's the chick that voices that other chick in rebels i'm not sure but like they sound so much alike okay. that know, other chick in you, rebels. you know who i'm talking about the uh, at the admiral chick with like the black hair i forget her name Oh, okay. I don't know if I ever actually heard her speak. I just saw pictures of her. Yeah. I don't know, but, like, they sound alike. Because, like, she did, like, her normal voice, and then she did, like, her, like, Freya voice. And she's, like, very mysterious. And, like, she says, I don't think she's ever smiled before. (laughs) I don't know. But it's really interesting, because it's, like, they were all just, like, shooting the shit and, like, racing during, like, you know, they're just showing them all racing. Like, I, I don't know if the show is just going to be like them racing the whole time and like ha- then like a little bit of time, like them dealing with like resistance stuff and then like them racing. So I don't know, but it seems cute. I mean, like, and then yeah, they're all. Yeah, like... Oh, you go. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Oh, I was going to say, like, it looks fun. Like, it looks like a cute little, like, fluffy show. Yeah, and then, like, Donald was like, oh, yeah, like, 10-year-old me would love this show. Like, they were really, like, oh, like, kid-friendly, fun. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, cool. I mean, it's coming soon-ish. I got it. Well, it's already the end of uh, September. What month is it? So, we should be getting that soon. But, um, so... The, the bigger news for this week. Um, Solo came out on digital. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to include it in the show notes. Yeah. Solo came out on digital. Um, I didn't personally buy it. My brother bought it. But uh, I watched the deleted scenes. 
Okay. Um. Okay. Here, let me. Okay. So, I'm gonna try to remember them. By okay. So, uh, if you, if you want to skip this part, I'll I'll be talking for like five minutes at the most because there's not really much to say. So it was about like, it was like 15 minutes of deleted scenes in total. So it wasn't really that long. And these scenes ranged from alternate event deleted scenes and just like Chewie and Han having a snowball fight. Okay. So that's really like, you're not going to miss anything if you miss these scenes. Like one of them was like, Han in the TIE fighter like fucking up or something and then he goes to like Imperial Court and then they're like what are we gonna do with you and he's just being kind of a smart ass and then they're like oh we're gonna send you to Minban and he's like will I be flying again and then the guy's like and we'll be flying in no time and then it shows him on Minban like fighting and shit so alternative scene another one was like an extended a fight with Chewbacca and then he calls him a move milker which like I fucking hate that it was one of the things that I hated in The Force Awakens when that like like these random things like they, they made up these like random you know how they can make up like a like a like Star Wars terms for things like the move milker like that just like no we don't need that I mean is it any really different than Nerf Herder it's Nerf Herder's better no, it's not, though. <laughs> it's just that you're used to one because when you were six and you heard Nerf Herder, it's fine. No, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Just, I, I like it better than, like, what the fuck is a move? Like, well, what the fuck's a Nerf? Like, remember those, like, little Nerf, like, those little toys? Like, the I don't know. But. Yeah, but that's not what they're talking about. Really? No, okay. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to think of other, like, Star Wars things that, you know, Star Wars insults. Look, I'm not saying they're not dumb sounding. I'm just saying they're all dumb sounding. Yeah. And they always have been. Yeah, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of other, like, deleted scenes. Um, one of them was, like, kind of, like, an extended, like, f- when they were all fighting on Mimban, when, like, they meet, when Han meets, like, uh, Val, Rio, and then, like, some guy, like, randomly dies or, like, he dies, and then, like, they all are, like, mourning him, and it's just, it's, like, what the fuck? Like, who is this guy? So it's, like, really confusing. And then another one, like, these are all, like, most of these are very goofy, and, like, I have a thought at first. I'm, like, maybe Lord and Miller did these scenes, or, like, these were supposed to be in the movie, like, Lord and Miller wrote these, but it's interesting because one of them is with Dredden Voss, and it's with Paul Bettany, and, like, Han's just, like, sh- sitting there, like, slurping noodles, while, like, Paul Bettany's talking to Woody Harrelson. So, it's really weird. Like, it just it seems, like, very goofy. Like, I don't know, like, Ron Howard's, like, directing or, like, writing or directing skills or, like, writing, like, oh, oh, like, this should happen with this. And then, like, that one scene where, like, Han and Kira are hiding and then, they, like, they're trying to kiss and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to kiss you. And she's like, bad timing. But I just, they seem too silly. Yeah. But I don't know. I well, again, they, I mean, they are deleted scenes. I guess, but I feel like 
other deleted scenes that we got from like other Star Wars movies, like they included like some sort of like kind of like not really a plot, but like kind of like you can insert this here. Like, you know, for Attack of the Clones, for instance, like there was this whole like 20 minute scene of like Padme goes home and she's with her family and they ask about Anakin and stuff. And then like she tells him about all like the humanitarian or I can't think of like the all the work that she's done for people. Mm hmm. And, you know, that's, like, kind of important. Like, that adds that adds to the story, like, a little bit. Like, it's not an alternative. It's just, like, an extra. Other than Solo, it's just, it's, like, alternative scene meshing into this scene. And then the story of Solo continuing. But I don't know. And then I watched, like, some of the documentary. And, like, it wasn't really a documentary. And, like... I, it was just them sitting at a sabak table talk about their feelings. Like, they're just talking about, well, how did you get this role? How did you feel when you got this? I was waiting for them to ask Ron Howard. So, <laughs> where were you when you got this role? But, no. That was that was mean. But And, like, they kind of talked about how, like, they were on a break for a little bit. Like, they kind of... They didn't really address, like, the Lauren Miller thing, but they are kind of just, like, you can tell that they are kind of, like, alluding to something, like... Oh, yeah. Like, they asked, like, Paul Bettany. It was really awkward because they asked Paul Bettany, oh, like, how did you feel when you you were given this role? And it's kind of like, well, he was given it kind of last minute because I forget who had it first. And then, like, he couldn't. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. I wish they had scenes with or showed scenes with him. But I get why they didn't do that. Well, my guess would be they didn't even, like have the graphics done for that because he was going to be a cg character that's true too or at least was going to be alien so it's possible they didn't have all the stuff done on that it just would have been like i don't know if he was entirely cg or if it was like makeup or what but i think cg which means i'm sure they never finished those effects yeah it's meant no cg in um uh, Mar- Captain Marvel? He is playing a scroll, and the scrolls can shapeshift. What is so he? So we're going we're going to see him in normal... From, from the promo photos released and from what they've said, we see... Okay, this is a little bit weird because the... Um, the scroll that he that he plays within the comic books, like one of his like main attributes is he's like the one scroll who can't shapeshift. <laughs> so Poor when Mendo. I first read that, I'm so when I first read that, I'm like, oh damn, he's just gonna be like green alien dude the whole time. But apparently they're ignoring that. I'm like, oh then why didn't you make him somebody else? Because that's what that character is. But I don't care enough to actually care, and this means that I get to see Mendo in Mendo form. What if he like morphs into Director Krennic. <laughs> That'd be a dream come true. There you go. But he is apparently the scrolls when he's the scroll and not in human form, like where he's, I think, playing like some shield dude or something. Yeah. He's, you know, infiltrating. But the scrolls are going to have Australian accents. Dude. <laughs> so we get like prime Mendo. We get proper Mendo. I'm so excited. Yes. Is like I was looking at the pictures and like this is like set in the nineties, right? Yes. So we get nineties Mendo. We get those like small 
eyeglass like 90s like i'm excited like i saw those pictures i'm like yeah because it's like we have dirty mendo we have cowboy mendo we have drug addict mendo now we have 90s mendo yeah like what more can you get pretty exciting oh yeah and then we're um gonna watch a land of the steady habits for monthly mendo movies it's on netflix it's like a netflix original yeah watch it we're gonna talk about it next week I'm excited. Should be good. <sighs> but, um, yeah. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a really good movie. You get a really good Hopefully. movie. Plus, you get Brie Larson, which I love Brie Larson. I loved her in the movie that she won an Academy Award for, Room. That was phenomenal. And seeing her as Captain Marvel will be cool. And then seeing Mendo as the villain. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you watch that? No, because I don't like Jimmy Kimmel very much. Oh, thank God. I thought I was I thought I was the only one. I don't I out of all the like the late night hosts, like he's probably like my least favorite now. Oh, Fallon is by far my least favorite. Oh, he just laughs but, at everyone. Or laughs but, at But well, you know, like Kimmel well here's the thing, is as a dude. I really like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. The fact that he like, like everything that he's done, like talking about like universal healthcare and all this stuff, like he's a good guy. I just, I don't find him particularly interesting or funny as like a guy hosting a talk show. Who do you, who's your like prime, like talk show hosts? I mean, nobody anymore. I, I was a really big Glatterman fan. Oh, not even Conan. (sighs) I like Conan, but it's Conan runs a little too goofy for me. Like all the skits and stuff, and like the like I don't. It, it's not my thing. Oh. Like I like I like him as as like a host. I just sort of don't like all of his other stuff. Him with Jordan Schlansky, Schlansky is like prime. Like that is prime Conan O'Brien with Jordan. Have you seen those videos of him with Jordan Schlansky? No, I don't know who that is. So he's like an executive producer on the show. And he's this like very strange guy. Like he's very like, like he is like, oh, like Jordan, why are you late to work? And he's just it's like, I was uh, preparing my body for various activities. Like he's just like, he just says it like, he's just this like strange guy. And it's just so funny just the way that he interacts with him or just how like Jordan just interacts with people in general. Just, it's, it, you can't even describe it. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't know, but yeah, it's really funny. But um, I like what's the other one? James Corden because he does that stuff with like the the car the carpool karaoke's are like okay. Like some of them are really oh. good. No, but the the one with Paul McCartney was really good. Ugh, I can't. Corden's another one I just can't do. De- He's too much like with Fallon. I'm like that. The nice like kiss ass thing that seems so fake to me yeah I mean that's why I always liked Letterman is Letterman is like oftentimes just a total dick to his guests and I like look you could say that doesn't make him a very good person but it makes him a much better host in terms of things that I'm going to enjoy watching that's funny that's true I mean, I liked Letterman, but uh, well, um, back to Solo. 
Yeah, Emily, I, I think you got this next one. So, um, good luck. Okay, so one of the things when Solo came out is Kasdan, John Kasdan uh, tweeted out a series of photos of just like screen caps of various little factoids. Like, it's just sort of like all sorts of random shit in terms of you know, how different parts of the script evolved or things that changed. Like one of them is that originally the the white worms were going to actually be these vampire albino alien looking things instead of, instead of big giant worms. Um, and, you, you know, like, oh, we were originally going to do this big action sequence, but it never got filmed. Um, originally Beckett and his crew were going to leave without um, Han and Chewie and then Han and Chewie were going to have to like steal a ship and uh, it was like apparently like a garbage ship it says that was never filmed it was it would have been really expensive and also it wouldn't have actually like fit into the movie he says it would have been really expensive it would have cost a fortune and never would have made the cut and then there's a couple that are not so great. Um, a smaller one that just annoyed me, which is, um, of course, Han told Leia the story of how he and Kira broke out of the den of the white worms, and that's what gave Leia the idea to pull a real thermal detonator when disguised as a bounty hunter Boosh in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. As for anyone who feels that maybe that didn't need to be explained, you're crazy. It had to be explained. First of all, the idea that somebody has to... The, the, somebody pulling out a bomb like having that idea needs to be explained really also like fuck you that oh it was really a guy that gave her the inspiration to do this and just how did he come up with all these things like i just think it's like who is asking him these questions like you know from that to oh i always wanted this person to voice like mother proxima <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Like I've, oh, I've been reading. Well, just in terms of like what he thought was an interesting factoid is a little bit, well, he does call them useless and boy, howdy, some of them definitely are. Yeah. You know, there's some stuff like, like again, um, originally Dryden Voss's base of operations was not a ship, but an island fortress. But with an elaborate system of canals, in the third act, Lando drove a Star Wars version of a go-fast boat through the canals. It was pretty cool stuff, but ultimately impossible to execute and incredibly time-consuming. Like, I sort of like knowing that stuff. Mm -hmm. Just sort of, like, I like looking at all the old, like, the quarry, like, um, art. Yeah. Of how things were originally conceived. Yeah, and then it's it's really interesting because, like, in some of these things, too, like, he talks about, oh, like, Kira casually references the Athorian authorities and on named Doc Ondar. Remember that name. You'll see it again someday. And then the whole, like, Black Spire thing. Black Spire coming to a theme park near... It's like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. And he also... You know, he talks about he talks about the Gordon Millers like he talks about Gordon Miller a lot. He lives them, he gives them, you know, he's like, Oh, this is something they came up with. Like apparently the idea of Chewie as the beast was a Gordon Miller thing. What number is that? And uh thirteen. 
Okay, so C and P is Lorna Miller. Chris and Phil. Chris and Phil. Okay. Okay. Because I was wondering who C and P was, but okay. Sweet. Yeah, and he's like, you know, for my money, that's it's one of the best scenes in the movie, which is correct. Yeah. And then we get to 17. And there's there's so many different problems in this. I'm afraid I'm gonna like forget one of them. I should have written this out beforehand. Cause it's bad on so many different levels. But here it is. In retrospect, Fanny Newton may have actually have been too good and too interesting as Val. It was always in the design of the story that Beck would lose his trusted crew members during the conveyance job gone wrong and forced to rely on newbies Han and Chewie. And this would also open the door for Orlando, Kira, and L3 to join the crew, but Thandy is so compelling to watch, and the death of her character feels a feels a little like a cheat it's an odd and unexpected problem that comes with working with such amazing compelling actors in the star wars universe you just want more of them okay first of all i mean you cast thandy newton what the fuck did you expect secondly so you're you think it's better that originally this was just supposed to be a nothing cardboard cutout character that nobody cared about that you killed to drive the pain of the dude because that is so much worse that you never even meant her to be a character at all like that is a cheat it doesn't feel like a cheat just because she's Sandy Newton it feels like a cheat because you fridged this character who apparently from the very beginning was never supposed to be anything more than that I just don't get why they cast as someone as big as Sandy Newton for this like I get I, I, I get the understanding of the people that say, you know, that, oh, like she died to kind of get Woody Harrelson all wild up and shit. But like, why did you have to cast someone as big as Thandie Newton? Like you could have cast. I, I just that doesn't make sense. Like at least re, at least like say that you fucked up in that. Yeah. And he, like also. If she's a lesser known or a worse actress that's that's not the problem it's not just oh you had this great talent that you threw away they have like really good actors in really small parts all the time you know they'll stick them in a stormtrooper costume or it'll just be like a really small like cameo that's that's not the only issue here um and and I'll go back to this term. i know not everybody knows the term fridged um it was it was popularized by Gail Simone's website, Women in Refrigerators, which was a list of characters in comic books who this happened to, where the the female character is killed off or or assaulted or raped, usually as like as a plot device to drive the motivation of the male character. Um, it comes from a Green Lantern comic. I don't know when because I don't read Green Lantern. Um, but it was literally his girlfriend got killed and shoved in the refrigerator for him to find. Ugh. And and that happens. It happens a lot in comics. It happens a lot in movies and TV shows. Like look at pretty much every like misanthropic like cop or detective in any movie ever where it's like his, you know, his girlfriend's killed or his wife's kidnapped. 
and she like that happens to her and she exists only to drive the story and the pain of the man it doesn't it doesn't make a difference whether it's a huge actress playing that character or not you're still playing into that trope and not only are you playing into that trope you're playing to that trope with star wars which also already doesn't have enough strong female characters and making it exponentially worse you're doing it the first time we're seeing a woman of color on screen in star wars and the the layers of fucked up that is and to dismiss it as it's just because people want to see more Thandi Newton is it's really disingenuous and I think he knows better and the fact that he just dismisses it like that makes it in my mind much more of an issue because he's not willing to be like hey we fucked up and for him to say oh well that was always the plan half of these notes are things that were originally planned and then changed Mm mm-hmm And so for the writer of the script to say that as if he has no control or responsibility, this is again, like, this is why I got so pissed off him for the Lando thing when he was one saying it's time for queer representation in Star Wars and then didn't put it in his own movie on screen and to describe Lando as being pansexual and your example is he flirts with his female coded droid. Like, you know better than this, dude. Like, you're not a dumb guy. I don't, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's ignorant in a lot of ways and not willing to own up to his own, like, contributions to this being really fucked up yeah and it's really interesting because it's like you're beautifully explaining like how you feel about this rather than saying just fuck you and i feel like that's what i've been seeing a lot from people reacting to this just being like without explaining it as beautifully as you just did just people saying fuck you well you know here's why here's why it is because this isn't anything new. Mm-hmm. And like, this is something that, that, that people have been seeing in their media for a really long time. And I understand like, if you're like, if you're a woman of color and you finally, like you hear that like Thandie Newton's going to be playing this like kick-ass woman in star Wars. And you've never seen a woman of color on screen before. And then that happens. And then to compound it, he just brushes it off. I understand why your actions just fuck you. Yeah. Like, you don't have a responsibility to to teach something that, like, this is out there. People know this. Like, it's a known trope. It's a known problem. Like, look, like, that woman in refrigerator's website is, like, from 1999. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that's been talked about for so long and like I understand it like and it's like okay like go fucking do your own research for this is a problem now for me personally I you know like right now I have the energy to talk about yeah. it yeah 
when I first read that, my reaction very much was, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, I will say, I, I had... I had more than one person message me to be like, hey, I I actually don't understand what the what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Can you explain it to me? And they meant it genuinely. Yeah. Because you know it wasn't, you know, like obviously it's Twitter and sometimes people are gonna be like, hey, what's the fucking problem? But this was two people who I know who were like, hey, can you explain why people are mad about this? And then I and then I'm happy to explain. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, it's 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 nice when people people's immediate reaction isn't just I don't understand it, therefore there can't actually be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's I don't understand this, so I'm going to ask, like I'm going to try to figure out and see it from their viewpoint, and I think that's really great. Like especially in the era of Twitter being just the fucking worst. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I don't know. That just sucks. Like, I feel bad for... I feel bad also for Thandie Newton, too. Like, I wonder how she feels... Has she said anything about how she feels about this character? Not that I've heard. And I'd be very surprised if she did. Because the stuff you say about the movies you make, especially, you know, like maybe 20 years from now, it's a different thing. Then if she, you know, says of the movie that just came out that she's still, you know, they're still promoting. If she comes out and, like, saying anything bad about it, like, that fucks her career. Yeah. But also what I found really interesting was at the very end when, you know, when they're talking about, well, there will be a sequel because it really seems like guys are setting one, one up. And he says, to be honest, I think the challenge is much more to do with the foreign box office than the U.S. Personally, I think there are great Star Wars movies to be made that don't need the cost quite so much. Hopefully that will be the trend for the years to come. And maybe just maybe that trend will allow us... One way or another to tell more stories with all Alden, Jonas, Amelia, and Donald. Ugh, that doesn't that that that's just digging him in a hole that's very deep and is not helping him get out of that hole because that's kind of confirming all of our thoughts that there obviously probably won't be a conclusion to the story because uh, it did bad in the box office. Yeah, although one thing I do say is I think he's right in that there should be more like lower budget Star Wars movies. How do you make a Star Wars movie lower budgeted though? Like animation through animation well, you d- through you don't you don't do it as a huge action movie. You just do it as like, a TV show? No, like you do you do a smaller movie. Not every movie has to be like a huge blockbuster. It's Star Wars there's god like infinite stories you could tell. Do what you know what? Do what we originally like rumblings were about Rogue One that it was going to be like this heist, like caper type movie. Yeah. You know, do do fewer action sequences, do fewer like spaceship battles. Like there's 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 plenty of stories you could still tell within the Star Wars universe that don't cost that much. Mhm. I mean, still cost a lot of money compared to like, you know, fucking in an independent drama where you're just shooting in, you know, one location your entire time. But there, there's a lot of leeway there. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. But and then he also talks about a feeling if, if we feel like a mall is a cheap stunt. 
Then he talks about Maul is my favorite character from the prequel trilogy. I love that Dave Filoni brought him back to expand the universe and the story in the Clone Wars and Rebels. I love that there is some continuity b- between shows and the movies. For me, Maul was destined to pass through Solo. Uh, I mean, like, I th- well, I, I okay. don't believe. That. First of all, I will know because we've had other people tell us directly that that's not true. That it was they wanted a surprise cameo at the end. They had a list of characters and what, like Ron Howard pink Darth Maul. Cause that's what his kid wanted. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, it isn't, I, I, I would have liked honesty rather than that. Just, but I don't know. I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, like I, I personally, I didn't have too big of a problem with Maul at the end of Solo. Like, I thought that was kind of, like, cool and unexpected. Like, I want to see... I want to see how Maul got to that point and see, like, what he does now. I Like, I wanted to see, like, what he ends up doing with Kira and how that story kind of ends. Like, I want to see... I obviously want to see, like, the continuation of this, like, in a probably, like, smaller media, like what we were just talking about. Like, not something as, like, blockbuster, but... I don't know. It just—it's like I don't have much passion for the story as I did a couple months ago when I got out of the theater. I mm-hmm. just like cool if I see it, like awesome, like I'm gonna be happy. But like right now, like you know, I'm focused on you know episode nine and seeing what happens with that. Like this is just something on the side for me now. Like this is like mm, cool. I mean, I I don't have many negative things to say about solo, but. I don't know. But. I mean, I do, but we've covered most of them on previous episodes. Yeah, definitely. Which, yeah, that's cool. But, I mean, like, I, th- I think that's interesting that he made this whole list. And, I mean, like, some of the stuff was, like, cool. And, like, props to him for, like, doing some of the stuff. But at the same time, like, I feel like uh, shit, some of the parts, like, number 17 and number 51, probably more if we, like, actually dug deep into all of them but we'd be here for 17 hours yeah and some of them are like oh this was sort of like this place where we used to go on vacation and i'm like i cute (laughs) literally could not care less about that especially once i'm already pissed at the guy i mean that's why i love george lucas so much is that he just was like oh this is just because of this and like that's it like i feel like with george like nothing was explained (laughs) and then like it was just made for us to be like okay like this is why this happened and then i feel like a lot of other people feel like they need to explain more but i i feel like in star wars like not that you don't need to but i feel like this is just explaining like a little bit too much from like someone who like helped write the film you know but i don't know that's just me but yeah i i don't know i don't have much more to to say about this if you do um no i think that's that's the end of my rant okay um okay perfect well i'm glad that we got to talk about this because I was really um, eager to hear like your point of view of this. And I'm sorry if that was a little, like it was a little bit rambly and incoherent. I meant to like have it all bullet pointed out, but then I start talking about it and it just, I remember all the different parts of it that make me mad. You're never rambly. You're like 
your choice of words and wording and everything is always like top notch, like perfect. Yeah, someday I'll do my L three rant, but I don't I don't have the energy for that one right now. Ooh, that'd be fun to hear. Um I don't think anything in Star Wars has ever made me want to like really like sit down and rant. Cause it's like I feel like not like my rants are not as, you know, but I don't know. But maybe one day I'll feel like at that point. I mean, like I, I feel like I go off about like Anakin and Padme a lot, but I feel like that's like a very common one for like Star Wars fans. But or for Star Wars fans who like really enjoy that, you know, romance plot, but also think that, you know, some things could have been better or if they feel like it was good enough, but I don't know. Um, but anyways, um, Emily, you kind of watched the Clone Wars? I sort of half watched the rest of the Death Watch. Death Watch. Uh, Darth Maul, Satine getting murdered. Shit. I'm going to be honest with you. This, I think this is the first time I've done this. I fast forwarded through a bunch of this stuff. <laughs> what did you fast forward through? I mean, most m- most of it. You didn't like any of like the battling stuff. I watched, no, I watched like the lights. I watched like the lightsaber scenes, and I watched where she gets killed, and then Obi Wan's all sad. Isn't that sad? That breaks my fucking heart. Well, it is sad. On the other hand, I I I don't know this character well enough to actually care. I mean, like, I felt for it because it's, like, someone who loves Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, I I love because I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I get it. So, like, I feel for that. Yeah, I think that was my thing. It's, like, I understand, like, if you're you're into this, like, plot. Like, it's not that I thought these episodes were, like, badly done. It's just I already don't care about Darth Maul. Yeah. And as much as we have fun with the whole Death Watch shit. Death Watch. Like, I actually, like, I don't care about Mandalore. Like, I, I understand why people find Mandalore interesting. And I think with a with the right story, I could totally be be into Mandalore. Because of this whole, like, the, the, the pacifist thing, like, with and conflicting with their heritage of being, you know, all the, like, the fierce, like, warrior stuff. It's just, I never got into it on the show. So when you combine that with another storyline that I already don't care about, I'm just not going to be engaged. Yeah. I don't know. So do you watched to the very end, right? I watched to the end of this, like not to the end of the season, just these, the end of this. And then in next time we'll start the Ahsoka bombing stuff. So um, you got to... Uh, watch Savage and uh, Maul interact with uh, another character. Yes, I like that. How like you were really careful about not spoiling me there on a thing I don't. Yeah. In- I don't give a shit about at all. <laughs> yeah, damn it! That's like my favorite thing. Like that's so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like those scenes are really fucking cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just. Uh, if you would spoil that for me, it's not like I went, oh my god, it's pa-. like I don't, I'm like, okay, this is a cool fight scene. But if you had told me it was going to happen, it still would have been a cool fight scene. Yeah, but still. But then you saw it, and you're like, holy shit! Like I, that's fucking crazy. 
Like he just like he just shows up and he's just like, um, you're interfering with my plans, boy. Bye. Like, damn. And then he fucking he kills Savage, right? Yeah. And then he like the Night Sister's magic leaks out of him and he becomes how he used to be and not scary like roided up monster. That's awesome. I always liked that. That was always like an awesome part. But yeah, that had always entertained the fuck out of me. And then, like, his, like, double lightsabers, too. Like, damn, Palp. That was cool. Damn. And I like, like, the, I liked the Darksaber, like, look. Yeah, the Darksaber's fucking cool. Oh, well, yeah, you have Ahsoka, and then you have the kind of season six stuff. So, I'm excited for you to, your, God you're almost done. Oh, how's it feel? Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm so ready for it to be over. I actually am looking forward to this Ahsoka storyline, even though I sort of know what happens. But yeah, I can never watch I, yeah. it. And then I have no idea what happens in season six. So, but season six mm, is shorter, fun. right? Very shorter. Um, a lot of like they're kind of longer arcs, but there's. I already know there's gonna be one arc that like. You're going to like it because it involves the Night Sisters. Okay. But there's like a part of the arc that you're going to be like, God, no, why? Uh, like, but I'm really, really excited to hear what you think. Okay. But um, do you want to get to email? I'm trying to think of anything. Oh, some fuckers on Instagram called Ray Park Fat. What the shit? Oh, God, we got more emails. Yeah, we already had those. Oh. And you just didn't put them in for some reason. But you saw this Ray Park thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I just thought that he his face looked a little different. Like, I didn't, I didn't, you well, know, true. like, he I looks a little different. He's, he's supposed to be, like, he's older. older. I know, but uh, people are... <sighs> Are people like a camera? Like, Why are people? Like, I don't know if you are coming on his Instagram photos. I'm like, are you actually looking at his Instagram photos? Dude's in his like mid forties and is in really good shape. Like he's not gross, like Sylvester Stallone, like vein popping out monster because all the steroids he took. He's a like super in shape, strong, like martial arts dude. What the shit? I don't know. I why why are people the way they are? I, I I don't I don't know. Like that's the thing is, even let's say he was super fat. Why would you comment that on his Insta like to him? It's so fucked up. It's like those people that were commenting on um like Kim Kardashian's photo of like Kim's kid, Kylie's kid, and Chloe's kid, and them commenting about like chloe's kid like being like they're saying like how like she was like too dark and like ugly or something it's like why the fuck would you say that about a kid yeah like it was disgusting that's some fucked up shit yeah i don't know i don't know why people do that (sighs) but um do you want to get to email yeah okay uh do you want to read the first one i think you should read this one actually all right guys we got an email from Brittany brown Dude, when I, I saw that. when I saw this email, I'm like, "Why the fuck is Brittany writing into the podcast?" 
I I saw this and like I saw it in my email because I get spam email sometimes because like I like this week too I got an email like I got an email from like spelt the same way Brittany Brown and I'm like what oh, the yeah, fuck you get, you get those spams all the time where it's like the the name is your own name yeah 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 and then like I saw this and I saw that it was flagged and I'm like wait a fucking minute and then I read it and then like it was kind of like the way that I write too and I was just like what the fuck except I write with exclamation points a lot. Oh, so that like that, me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my god, uh, so explanation points and emojis. That's me. But I, God, I, I, that's awesome that we got. But she spells it the correct way with a Y instead of an I. So I'm gonna read this. So Brittany says, hey, so I finally caught up on your podcast after starting it a few weeks ago, and I'm really happy I started it. You both are wonderful, entertaining, and listening to this helps me get through the workday. Thank you. I have a bit of a random question slash observation. I was doing a rewatch the other day, and I got to the end of Return of the Jedi. It felt sad. Before the celebration was happy and uplifting, but now we have the episodes seven and eight, which feel more melancholy. Melancholy. Thank you. I can, I cannot pronounce words. Like the wars, like the war's not over, and you're still going to be fighting the same fight. Pretty much twenty years. Sad. Do either of you, do either of you feel this way, or are there other scenes that tone that the tone has changed with the addition of the new movies for you? Long question. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not long at all. You're, you're ne- never, guys. Never apologize for questions that you think are long. Like they're they're not long. And also, I just want to say that it continues to crack me up that when Brittany introduces the pod, she says, today, I'm Brittany. But maybe she's someone else on other days. I don't know. Love Brittany with one. Okay, thank you. Because, like, I've been waiting for someone to, like, say, like, why do you say, like, I think, like, Carlos says that. Like, why do you, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just started doing that. And then, like, no one's asked, like, why do you say today, I'm Brittany? Like, I, mean, I, I don't I know why I say it. Probably the first time you said it was a mistake. Yeah. And then you just continued to. (laughs) Yeah. It started early enough on in our podcast that I'm like, oh, I don't think I can call her out on that. Because now I just you felt you felt bad for me. You're like, God, this girl's just now now like a year on. Because, again, like we knew each other before we started doing the podcast, but we weren't close. So I'm like, I don't I don't I don't (laughs) close enough for me to give you shit for that. But now I totally do, and I'm glad that other people are like, "What the shit?" I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I it was it, another thing was like the after I was talking about like the the grilled cheese from the toaster, like people were actually like sending concerns. Well, that was funny. So like, I I just think I just think it's funny that people are like catching on to things like the today I'm Brittany thing. Like, I'm I'm glad. Like, I thought that was just like a like one of those things. Like, ah, no one's ever gonna say anything. But like, I think it's funny that like people react to that but yeah um maybe she's someone else on other days i don't know i mean like maybe i don't know but uh britney with a y thank you um trying to think of like if there's anything i can't watch revenge of the sith anymore like that movie just makes me too sad i mean like Mm. i can watch it i just like have to like not like watch it you know like i it just it's so fucking sad like that used that's like when people would ask me like a couple of years back what my favorite Star Wars movie was, I'd say Revenge of the Sith. But like I can't watch it. Like it's just it's so fucking sad. Like my favorite fucking character dies. Like 
there's so much fucking conflict in Anakin. It just breaks my heart that like he there's just so much good in him, but at the same time, like he just chooses the wrong fucking path and just uh and then like Obi-Wan's so hurt from it too, because they're like fucking brothers, and then his brother just fucks up and kills everyone. Like it's just so sad. Plus all the Jedi die. All the kids yeah. die. like everyone dies. Yeah, but like specifically in terms of like ones that having more information changes it. I think I think Return of the Jedi ending is really is the big one. Like she's definitely right in that. Like when when you're before this the sequel trilogy comes out, it's it is like a happily ever after ending. Like everybody's dancing around. There's an awesome Ewok song, by the way. And then everything's like good and nice and the war's over and everything's going to be peaceful in the galaxy now because the bad guys are dead. And then you watch Force Awakens and it's like, oh shit, we're still doing the same shit and there's still space Nazis because there's always going to be Nazis, apparently. Yeah, that's really sad. I'm trying to think of other stuff that changes. Um, not so much with the with the sequels, but when the prequels came out, it definitely knowing that like how close Obi Wan and Anakin was, like were that definitely changes. Like any time that Obi Wan is is telling Luke about Darth Vader, it changes their final. Um, lightsaber duel. But that just, like, that was a scene that's already sad because Obi-Wan, you know, dies or goes off and becomes a force ghost. But it it adds so much depth to it. But I still think Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi ending is probably, like, the biggest change. Yeah. I'm trying to think because like I've watched like Return of the Jedi a couple times like since like watching obviously like since watching episodes seven and eight but I don't know like I I understand like I like that is sad like I think about that too like shit like they think they won but they didn't like that's a bit that's a really shitty feeling that you know they're celebrating the whole galaxy celebrating and then like a couple years later like the people that saved the galaxy their kid fucked everything up so it's just kind of like I that must be like fucking crazy to think too. Like, cause do people know that Kylo Ren is Ben Solo, which is Leia's son? I'm not sure. Cause like that would be like the biggest fucking slap in the face. If like the person that like helped save the fucking galaxy, her kid took that, threw it in the trash and like fucked everything up again. Like that just, that would be fucking awful. Well, yeah, like we have sort of, the the other side of that with with bloodline where it's people finding out that Darth Vader's her dad and so then if the galaxy also knows that her son's a like fucked up space Nazi who murders a bunch of people that's that's probably gonna change what you think about her I mean does that did like if if you were in that the people in that book would you feel like she, she was kind of betraying everyone by not saying that? I don't know. Like, I'd be like, hey, that's super fucked up. 
and and I'm going to say like the Darth Vader thing, not the the, the Ben thing. Because you can't control who your parents are. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she was vital to the rebellion and the Republic and did all these amazing things. Like, whether she should have kept that a secret or not, I don't know. I feel like it's something I'd like to think I wouldn't necessarily care about. Kylo, it's different, though, because Kylo, you go, what the fuck did you do to your kid? And it's not, look, sometimes people have psychopaths as kids, and it happens. But also, Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, you'd think, okay, was this kid, like, horrifically abused? Was he abandoned? Like, what childhood did this person have that makes him, you know, one of the leaders of the evil empire. <sighs> I don't know. That's fucked up. To think about that. Just how everything kind of, you know, everything's connected kind of, you know, like people save the galaxy and their kid fucks it up. And then like, I don't know though. Like I, I wouldn't qu- like it. If I were in that book, and like I found out that like my my superior like lied to everyone about who her dad was. Her dad was this person that killed everyone and did a bunch of bad shit. Like I wouldn't judge her politics because of something that her dad did, and that because she wanted to like I would understand yeah. that she kept that because she didn't want that to interfere with. Her politics and like her views because it's like obviously her views are that way because well now especially it's because she doesn't want to do the things that her dad did and I just I think that's very like crazy that people like turn their backs on her just because well, I of her, like, her I dad. Think if I were I think if I were somebody in the rebellion who looked up to her and saw her as like a leader and like somebody who had interacted with her and stuff I think I would take that more of a betrayal as opposed to just if I'm just somebody in the universe, like learning about all the good stuff she did, and then oh, there's also this like big dramatic thing with her dad. Yeah, but at the same time, like he was her birth father, but like she only met him like a couple times. Like he was the reason why like her whole planet like was destroyed. Like he yeah, but I would was go, the, like, the whole like it being, being father. it being kept it being kept a secret thing would feel like a betrayal. Yeah, I wonder what would have happened if she, like, straight out was like, hey, by the way, but, like, how, because I guess Luke kept that fucking secret, too, like, even though he told Leia, but then, like, people on the galaxy found, well, obviously, people in the galaxy found out, but I feel like that would have been cool to, like, in the movie, like, that would have been interesting in the movie if, like, everyone was with Leia, and then, like, that was found out, and then, like, everyone kind of, like, left the resistance was because, like, that big secret, you know? That would be interesting. Huh. But thank you, Brittany with Y. That was a good email that got us talking. Email more. Yeah, uh, hey. yeah. yeah and thanks for listening to our show. It's all, um, I always like it when new people find us. Yeah, that's really nice. And then like catching up, like binge listening, like that. That that's like an honor that like someone wants to binge listen to like today I'm Brittany. 
and just hear me talk about porgs for 56 episodes, yeah. 58 episodes. But um, do you want to read the next one? Yeah. And this is from our good friend Turbo. Um, and it is titled Bourbon and Cornflakes. Hello there, Canto Biters. What's a collective noun for a group of Canto bitches? Whatever it is, <laughs> Dom, Canto bitch number one, and I met up in downtown, or is that uptown, San Francisco, for several of California's finest local beers and quality tacos last weekend. None of that Taco Bell trash. Hey, none of that. Dom truly lives up to the title of Canto bitch number one. He's a wonderful human being with great taste in beer. Oh, and if anyone is ever at the San Francisco Ferry Terminal, you've got to try bourbon and cornflake ice cream. Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh, Ooh yeah. I just, just want to say thank you, Emily and Brittany. It's podcast like Kakanta Bite Dispatch, The Bad Motivators, and Steel Wars, to name a few, that make it easy for someone like me to travel across the world solo, away from family, meet up with like-minded Star Wars fans, and make it seem like you've met them before. When not even talk about Star Wars at all. I'm sure the feeling will be the same when I meet up with you all in Chicago. Really looking forward to it. And if you're wondering, I didn't try chilies. I drove past a few, but I'd already eaten. Taco Bell can eat a dick. Cheers, Turbo. I did something bad last night. Oh, yeah? I cheated on chilies. Oh, no. Yeah. It was, I regretted it as soon as I ate. And I'm like, I sh- we should have went to chilies. <laughs> it's just, chilies is so good. Like, it... Turbo, if you ever go to Chili's, like Chili, like it's kind of like that like chain restaurant thing, but it's good. It's good food, good deals. But Taco Bell is good too. Like the cheesy gordita crunch, like bless Eric Strathers because the cheesy gordita crunch is something that's so good. And like Taco Bell, do you like? Have you had Taco Bell? No, yeah, you've had Taco. Like they, I, I forget if Taco I Bell's are. <laughs> I forget where Taco Bells are because it's like it's like Jack in the Box. Like there's not any like it where kind because do you know do you know what Jack in the Box is? Yeah, I know what it is. I don't think I've ever had it, but I've like there there's some sort of like scattered around. It's not yeah because like I forget what's where because it's like and there weren't any there weren't any where I grew up. Yeah, because it's the same thing with like soup plantation because it's called sweet tomatoes like. And like there, there's some in Florida. There's some like Eastern, yeah. Yeah, but Taco but Bell's everywhere. I forget that sometimes. What's your favorite thing at Taco Bell? Um, I really like the uh, the cheesy potato taco thing. I like the grilled stuffed burritos. Um, Ooh. the cheesy gordita crunch is really good. And now they're doing like a double cheesy gordita crunch where there's like yes! another layer of cheese. It's pretty fucking good. It's so good. Like, I remember the first time I ate it, like, I thought they accidentally put too much meat in it. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I realized that it was a double cordita crutch. And I'm like, this is everything I've ever wanted and more in a Taco Bell meal. Like, I also just really like their plain soft tacos. I stick a bunch Doritos of hot sauce on them. Oh, I don't like, I don't like Doritos. Oh, you don't? No. Mm-hmm. It just, it just tastes like pure, like, fake artificial chemical to me artificial chemical like it just weird like you like Dorito chips they leave like a weird aftertaste in my mouth that I find really unpleasant I mean it's probably like the because there's like the cheese one nacho cheese then there's that other one like the cool ranch like fuck things that are cool ranch I don't like it but anyways I'm 
that makes me happy. You're right. Look, 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 Turbo, you're right. Taco Bell is garbage. It just happens to be garbage that I fucking love. We love garbage here on the Candlebite Dispatch. It is trash food. It's disgusting. It's all the same, just in like various arrangements. It's cheap as shit. And you stick it in your mouth and it's delicious and then you want to die. That is Taco Bell. And I love it. I can compare that to a lot of things. (laughs) 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 Sorry, excuse my um, dirty brain. But yeah, I'm glad you met up. San Fran's beautiful. I love San Fran. But that makes me happy that you guys met and Canto Bitch meet up. Yeah, you know, it's it's like what you're talking about. Like that that's happened with me. Like, you know, like I was just at this meetup last weekend and I don't I don't think Star Wars came up at all. I mean, I'm sure somebody at some point had a Star Wars conversation, like a brief one, but like I was just talking to different people all night and we were just, you know, we were talking about our lives, we were talking about other movies and like all sorts of other shit and music and you know, it was just like we're it's just my friends now. And it just they happened like the thing we happened to bond over at first was Star Wars and podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing just this community and how like we met everyone and how everyone, you know, we have these meetups and everything. Like it's awesome. I love yeah, it. Like when I'm like I shorthand it as, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my Star Wars friends. Yeah. But really, I'm just what I mean is I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, well, I hope you had a good were you on were you on vacation turbo? It looked fun. Then you went to Tokyo, too? You went to all these cool places. I don't know, but glad you had fun. Yeah, and I'm excited to meet up with you in Chicago. Dude, we're going to meet so many people. I'm so excited. I always get, like, nervous, too. So I'm going to get, like, really nervous before seeing everyone. People are going to be like, are you Brittany? I'm going to be like, no. But no, I am. I I am Brittany. Maybe that day I'll be like, because the other Brittany said that maybe sometimes she's someone else in other days. Like, maybe, like, accidentally... I'll be someone else, but we'll see. Hopefully not. Hopefully. All right. Um, do you want to read this next one? Sure. Okay. Uh, this is one from Rabia, who's written before. Uh, and the, the topic was discussing racism in fandom. Hello, Candlebiters. I hope you're all doing well. Now, before I begin, I'd like to say that I really respect what you do. And you're calling out of racism in fandom. However, I noticed that your podcast, as well as many others, have only white people discussing the issue. Could you perhaps bring in women of color to discuss racism, or even just fandom in general? I've heard it firsthand that many white people say things like, I can't believe this stuff is still going on, or I can't believe this is happening here. I can believe it. I, a South Asian Canadian woman, can believe racism still exists. I read that issue that Loanne Tran wrote, and even though I grew up in a largely non-white community, I can believe it and relate to a lot of what she says. I felt insecure about my dark skin. I've written a report about the physical, psychological, and societal issues that come with the very lucrative business of skin bleaching. So while it's great that white people want to report on the news and try to make other feels more included in Star Wars fandom, I'm also a little over the shock white people have or the belief this is a temporary thing that trolls will go away. The fight doesn't stop. It just needs to be impossible for racists to carry on in peace or express their views in public. Once again, I'm not trying to be accusatory. Just please be a little more conscious about how you can help people of color, not just by reporting on them, but including them on the show. Even if racism never comes up, it'd be nice to be included. Keep on podcasting, Rabia. Um, First of all, you wrote this now like two or three weeks ago, so I'm sorry. Um, Originally, we got it, and I didn't want to read it out that day because I wanted 
like I wanted to be able to like think about it a little more and give it a more honest, uh, thoughtful answer. And then that was going to be last week. And then last week we didn't record. So I'm sorry mm-hmm. it took us so long to talk about this. Um, and I'm also sorry that it comes of an episode of, again, two white girls talking about racism. Um, it is it is something we're conscious of and I'm and we're going to try to do better about. Obviously, like we've only had a couple guests so far. We don't do it very often because it's it's it makes it exponentially more difficult when you're scheduling people and it makes editing a lot harder, but that's just why we don't have guests in general. Um, but when we do have guests, we, it's something we are aware of and we need to do better on, which is getting diverse voices because for all we talk about how Star Wars on screen needs to be more diverse. It also needs to be more diverse on in fandom um thanks for thanks for like saying that i know that it's not i know it's not easy to be like hey i like you but you guys are fucking this up and and it's good for us to know and i don't i don't want to make excuses like when i say we don't have many guests and that's why it's only been white people like but we've had guests and it's only been white people and that's not great yeah and uh, yeah i want to apologize if i've offended you or Anyone with anything I've said relating to Loan Tran, I, I that's the last thing I want to do is offend anyone. So, well, yeah. And when we like, I want to say like, if I have ever said like, I can't believe this is still happening. I, it's not the way I mean it, as in yeah. like I, I'm somehow surprised that there's still racism. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how I mean it. It matters what I actually say and how it comes across people to hear it. And I'm, and and I understand, like I, like reading that I'm like, Oh yeah, it's gotta be really annoying when it's something you see and experience all the time to have people see you so shocked as if it's an uncommon occurrence. Yeah. But Yep. Thank you for this email. Like that means a lot that, you know, you reach out to us about this and that, you know, helping us like that means a lot. So thank you. Yeah. And, and if you, Rabia or anyone else, like, like you want to talk about it more, like, you know, DM us or email us. And again, like, yeah, like, thanks for, thanks for saying something and yeah. something we're going to try to do better at and be more conscious of going forward. So hopefully we can do better. But if we fuck up again, like, let us know. Yeah, please. And 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 also, like, thanks for letting us know in a really, like, well-explained, reasonable manner. Because, mm-hmm. like, look at my, like, rant against Kazdan earlier. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Like, I totally understand how you could, like, just dismiss it. Like, I've, I've, I've gone off on podcasts before about never having women guests. Like, I've done it, in fact, several times over the years. Where I'm, where it's just like, hey, fuck yourselves. Like, you're just a bunch of dudes sitting around talking about Star Wars. So, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, um, 
Emily, where can we find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for emailing. Kentabitepod at gmail.com. Yeah. And we do top threes and fuck me or kills, which we haven't done one in a while. So if anyone has any, send some. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. I also do a Star Trek podcast called He's Dead Jim and a Twin Peaks podcast called How's Annie that got derailed a little bit because um, Charlie got a new job and then he's been pretty sick. But we're hopefully recording again in the next like week or two and then we'll be doing more regular episodes. Yeah. Go Charlie for congrats on job and uh, hope you feel better. Um, you find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. Instagram, Brittany the Ginger. And yeah. Sweet. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. And we will uh, talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.